We, we love, love you, Monsex! Kate loves you, young one! This is K is for Drama, and I am your host, Rebecca Roberts. Hey guys, you guessed it. Today is all about the Monster X Concert Houston Experience. Um, today we're having an extra long story time with Becca as I tell you all about my Houston excursion, uh, Existential Crisis, the reason that K-pop is the best, and how Nunas make everything better. Let's get started. So, community shout out. I've got a few today, so strap in. Um, first of all, whenever you go to Houston, if you go to Houston, when you go to Houston, you should go to Houston. Um, check out the Dream K-pop store down in Houston. It is small, but very well stocked, very knowledgeable. Um, the couple that runs it, they are the sweetest people in the world. They're, they, they really are super knowledgeable and they have an Instagram. So I'm going to be sharing their Instagram. It is Houston K-pop store on Instagram, but I will also have that in the show notes. Um, yeah, basically they have tons of stuff really cheap, like really cheap, like $18.99 for an album. Um, yeah, I think, don't think I paid anything more than 25 for an album, which I know is a little going on the edge, but eight, most things in the shop are around $18.99 for an album. Super cheap. Um, and like I said, small, but great selection. And he told me that if you're headed his way, he gets a shipment twice a week. And if you message him on Instagram, he will try to order some of the things that you're wanting. So it, even if he doesn't have it, if you check ahead of time, um, he will definitely try to order things for you. So, um, next time I'm in Houston, I'm going to just have that as part of my traveling plans is I'm just going to order ahead. So yeah, dream K-pop Houston. Like I said, it's Houston at Houston K-pop store on Instagram. Um, my next shout out to the community is Kate or Honey Tays from the Monster X concert. So the girl that you heard giving a shout out to her beloved Hyungwon. Uh, yeah, that was my new friend Kate, who I met whenever I was, uh, in line for the Monster X concert. And we were out there absolutely roasting in the Houston sun. And, uh, yeah, I just asked the girls that she was with, she and the girls that she was with, if they would like to, um, do a shout out to Monster X. So that's the, that's the recording you heard at the beginning of the episode. There were just some really fun people that I got to hang out with and, um, I asked them if they wanted to do a, an intro for me. So thank you so much, uh, for doing that for me, Kate and your friends, just a shout out to you guys. Go check her out on Twitter. Um, she's honey Taze on Twitter. Um, and you will also find that in the show notes last, but certainly not least, uh, one of my favorite K K drama, K pop, um, resources is the website kchatjigay.com. I've mentioned them before. They blog, they podcast, they do everything. They are my, they're my 
go-to gurus um, when it comes to all things uh, K-culture related. Uh, with the fandom, of course. And um, yeah, go check out, they have a Monster X school, which I think I've mentioned before on the, on the podcast, but they have a new podcast episode up that is a more in-depth uh, look with their friend, Sarah G. Um, it's just a, a little bit more of an in-depth look at Monster X. And so you can learn all about the members and, and get uh, deeper and deeper into that hole. Um, they also have a podcast, uh, sorry, a blog, uh, several blog, blog posts on each of the members so that you can get to know them better. That's how I started out, um, learning about the members, learning their names and such. Basically, it's everything you need to know. Go check them out. It's awesome. They're awesome. Once again, definitely in the show notes. Okay, so time for my recent jams. Um, guys, I have found this beautiful thing on the internet. It is uh, YouTube. Well, I already knew about YouTube, but I have found Monster X videos. Um. I I do watch K-pop compilation videos. Um, I have never bonded or loved a group as much, I think, as I do Monster X. Um, they rival EXO in my love for them. I'm so bonded to them because of these videos. Guys, these videos... <sighs> everything. If I'm going to be watching Shonu fixing the guy's hair, if I'm watching just these, vi- these lovely compilation videos showing just different shots of how sweet, there's one that I'm going to put in the show notes. It's like how humble Monster X is. And they're just doing sweet things. Like, um, one of them is walking with a handler and it's raining. And so there's like, their entourages around them. And one of the handlers is holding uh, an umbrella and she's, she's an older woman. She's an Ajima. And um, one of the guys takes the umbrella from her and pulls her in under the umbrella. So she, she does not, she's not getting wet. Just little things like that, that just honestly bring a little bit of tears to my eyes. Cause it's just so sweet. They are, they just, they seem like very sweet, very, very down to earth guys. And, um, it something about that is just so calming. I don't know why. Something about it is just brings me a little bit more faith in humanity. And so I've been watching those videos to calm down because work has been really stressful this past month. And so yeah, that has been my recent jams making my summer a little bit better is compilation videos of Monster X just being themselves and um, just how precious they're just precious people. They really are. I just really, really enjoy getting to know their, their, their stage personas and also just a little bit of the, the background of who they are as people as well. Okay. I'm blowing through this. Um, I do, I forgot to do my disclaimer. So let's go ahead and do that. Um, I am not from Houston. (laughs) Um, and I, but I do speak uh, Texan, I guess, because, um, I was born in Texas, a uh, little known fact. No, um, I don't speak Korean. Um, I don't speak, um, any of the languages I might be mentioning. Um, 
I have studied up on Monster X, but I am new to the Mon Baby fandom. Um, so please just bear that in mind. Just give me um, a little grace because I will for sure mispronounce their names. I will for sure mispronounce words. But anything I say um, is meant in the utmost respect for um, Monster X and their crew, for um, all of the people and languages that have created this beautiful art form that I love so much. Okay, let's get into it. Story time with Becca. <clears throat> I feel like I, I would like to have some like background music that's sort of like story time with Becca. Do, 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 do. Something like that. So once upon a time, there was a Becca who got talked into going to see Monster X by her lovely friend Stephanie of KChat JK. Um, one, yeah, basically I was trying to decide, should I go see God seven or should I go see monster X? And it was pretty much the episode of, um, we bear bears that sealed the deal. <laughs> Stephanie sent that to me. She sent me her monster X school, uh, blog posts. And I just, I, that was the beginning. So I really have only been a mon baby for like, what, two or three months. And I'm already, I'm just like all in baby, baby. I'm just all in. Uh, so yeah, I bought tickets, bought plane tickets. I decided I was going to fly and I was so excited. I was ready for it. I, I, was jamming out to the music. I, who do who do you love is like my summer jam. Um, I was just I'm I was here for it, and a couple of things started going wrong right from the start. Um, so basically, uh, I was a total. I just totally had brain fart whenever I ordered my ticket. I my goal my plan was to get there. Um, a whole 24 hours before, uh, so I'd have time to go to the K-pop shop, and so that I'd have time to just, um, run around Houston and just kind of sightsee a little bit, but for whatever reason, I did not notice when I bought my plane ticket that I was buying for PM and not AM, and so I ended up getting there literally 12 hours later than I was planning, um, which I was okay with. I was, I was kind of rolling with the punches. I was a little disappointed, but that meant I got in very late and I was tired and I was grumpy. And, um, first things first, whenever I went to get my rental car, um, something went wrong with the computer and I was, I was not able to get the rental car. They essentially lost my booking. And so I had to, I was like literally pull, I had all my bags and everything and I'm literally like going back and forth, back and forth in the Houston airport, like trying to find a rental car that I can afford because if you get, you know, I wasn't going to be able to get like a, a deal, you know, and I had rented with, uh, enterprise previously. And so I ended up going to enterprise and, and was able to, to, get a good deal with them because I already am signed up with their rewards program or whatever. So it wasn't terrible. 
Um, but that kind of put me like it unfortunately started out the trip in a little, a little bit of a bad mood. Now I, I'm a roll with the punches kind of person. I'm, I'm a peacemaker personality type. So I, I'm very roll with the punches and I really believe that it's important to sort of build peace and grow peace everywhere that you go. And so I was trying to be very kind and polite, even though I was tired and I was frustrated. Um, but I, just, you know, it all sort of worked out and, and I was got my car, I got a, I got a good car. And part of the reason why I had to rent a car was because, um, the, the concert venue was so far from the airport, let alone my hotel, but it was like, uh, a, I think it's an hour from the airport. So even if I had just flown in, I would have had to have gotten like a Uber and it would have been really expensive. So it ended up being more economically sound to rent a car. Um, so I was starving at this point, had not had dinner. I was absolutely starving. And I decided I was going to go get some Whataburger because I'm in Texas. And you're, when you're in Texas, what do you do? You get Whataburger. Um, but I ended up coming across a Taco Cabana. We used to have Taco Cabanas here in in uh, Oklahoma, but uh, most of them have kind of closed here. And we do have Whataburgers. Whataburger has made it. I actually have one across the street. Uh, I eat there more often than I should because it's the only thing that's open in, after midnight. <laughs> if I get off late from work. Anyway, I digress. Uh, so basically, I decided to go to this Taco Cabana. Bear with me, guys. This actually does have relevance to my story. So, um, I eat yummy fast food tacos and it was great. Um, the bad news is I have food allergies. This is something that will probably come up multiple times. I'm actually, uh, I don't do dairy and I'm gluten intolerant. I have celiacs. And so, uh, yeah, I, I should have known better normally I normally I only eat at places that I'm I know I what I can eat at like I know the menu but I just missed Taco Cabana so much and I was like well I used to eat there a million years ago I'm sure it's fine no it wasn't fine I I did get some food allergens some things that I shouldn't have been eating by accident and so that kind of started the trip out not feeling well Went to the hotel. It was actually a really cool hotel. I went, I stayed at the Omni West Side. And it's a really, really cool hotel. Basically, the inside of the hotel is completely hollow. And it's uh, windows all the way around. And if you um, stay at a, a, I stayed on like the, I don't know, maybe sixth floor. And if you look down, there's like a ledge all the way around. It's and you look down, you can see all the way to the bottom floor where the lobby is. And the entire lobby is basically just walking paths around giant koi ponds, like giant koi. Um, and so that was actually really cool. Uh, the bad news is that because of all the koi ponds, there's like a definite mold problem in this hotel. So I'm feeling it from the food allergens, from the mold. I'm just really feeling it. So, uh, and I'm alone. I, I was traveling alone. All of this is pertinent guys. All of this is pertinent. Um, as a friend said one time, Rebecca, 
goes down a lot of rabbit trails, but eventually you realize that it all has meaning in her story. You too will learn this, my friend. You too shall learn this. So, I spend the day in Houston. I ran around Houston. I went to the K-pop shops. There's a, a H-Mart across the street from Dream K-pop shop, K-pop store. And they have uh, a really good K-pop store also in that H-Mart that had good selection, good prices. And they had these tiny, they had these tiny little um, oh, light sticks. It's an official Monster X starship light stick but it's tiny it's only about like three inches long and it really works like it lights up and it flashes and it blinks and um it was like half the price of a regular light stick and of course they were completely sold out of regular light sticks so I was like sure why not let's do this so I bought this baby little light stick and I'm really glad I did that because it ended up being really fun so um I run around Houston, I do all the shopping, I do a little sightseeing, get some coffee, lots of coffee, and um, just having a good time, not feeling my best, but still doing pretty well. Um, I go, I drive the 45 minutes it is from my hotel to, the. technically the, the concert was not in Houston, as that usually happens. It was technically in Sugarland, which is like in the greater Houston proper. Um, and so I, I drove with the 45 minutes there listening, jamming out, jamming out to my mom's ex, who do you love, Fida, all the good songs. And, uh, I get to, I get there to the, the concert venue. It, I, the concert was at the smart financial center. If you ever get a chance to go there, go there because it is a really good concert venue. The, the acoustics are great. There is assigned seating. So I was able to sit in a seat when I needed to. I purposely positioned myself right in front of the sound guy so that no one was screaming in my ear. Also pro tip, if you are sitting near the sound guy, specifically in front of the sound guy, you are going to get the best sound possible because he is mixing for where he is at and where he can hear it, not for the rest of the room. So, so that was another reason why I wanted to sit directly in front of the sound guy. Also, he was able to watch me in my uh, ridiculous nudie dancing and probably embarrassed myself, but also was trying to ignore the fact that he was behind me being able with a direct view of my dancing. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, uh, yeah, stood in line for, no, it wasn't terrible. I've definitely done worse K-pop lines. Um, and that's whenever I met my new friend Kate and, and her friends and we, we chatted up about our favorite K-pop groups. We chatted up about Monster X, of course. We talked a lot about how we were burning to death in the Houston sun. And um, so that was that was great. One of the things... So traveling alone is really interesting because on the one hand, it is lonely. I'm not going to lie and say it's not lonely. There are moments where it's lonely. But then you, because you're not with other people, you end up making these new friends and like chatting with people that may, you may never even see again. Um, 
But sometimes, you know, you make new friends that way. And so I highly recommend doing some traveling alone, especially to, if to specific events, like a, like a concert. I try to do it a couple of times a year for sure. It's, it's well worth it. Uh, I, in the spring, I went to a Korean spa and at some point I will tell you that story in story time with Becca, because that one is really fun. Anyway, <clears throat> so I'm by this point have not had dinner still feeling from my food allergies from the day before still feeling all the mold. I'm just, I'm feeling all of it. I'm feeling all of it. And, um, so I went in and I got some, I got some food and I got some, something to drink, just like a pop. I was just like, I need, I need caffeine. I knew I, I knew for sure I needed to not have any alcoholic beverages. Cause I knew that that would like really mess me up. Um, and I went in and I sat down and I was taking selfies and I'm just enjoying it. And there's, uh, there's a girl to, well, I should say a woman. There's a woman to my right who had, we have a seat gap between us. Um, but she is a Nuna as well. And then to my left, um, there is another Nuna and her husband. And so, uh, got to have this really great moment, uh, of just getting to chat with, with, well, before the concert started, I had a great moment of getting to chat with the Nuna on my right. And her name is Marlene and shout out to Marlene. You were lovely. And thank you for just chatting with me before the concert. I also had, there was a younger girl who was sitting in front of me and she was alone because, um, her friends, she and her friends got separated from each other. Um, and so got to chat with her some. So everyone was just chatting with each other and we're all just sort of anticipating the concert. And we're all just having a good time. And then it, and then, uh, it starts not the concert, the, the hysteria, the hysteria starts. You guys have been there. If you've been to a K-pop, if you've been to any concert, there's, there's especially ones that bring in younger fans and I'm not hating on the younger fans. Hear me out. There is a psychological uh, event that happens with concerts that have a lot of younger fans, and it is this is this is a scientific fact. You can look it up. There is a mass um, euphoria. There are there are chemicals in our brains when when young people are all together and they are all focusing on a single person, like you know Elvis or or Monster X or whatever, when you're all, when they're all together and they're all focusing on a single thing, there are chemicals that release in your brain that are literally the same chemicals that you feel when you fall in love. That is literally the same chemicals. So that is why when you see a 16 year old girl screaming and sobbing, uh, because she loves Monster X so much, it's because her brain is literally telling her that she is in love with Monster X uh, or, or him. This is just something that happens with teenagers' brains. I don't know why, but we've all experienced it. We've all seen the phenomenon. It's a real thing. So, but I think, I don't know if I'm, I don't know the science behind this. I know that's a thing. I think that as you get older, you're, brain chemistry changes and, and you don't necessarily feel that same, um, euphoria. 
but the euphoria is around you. Everyone's screaming and crying and and they're they're having a good time, but there's also just this this mass euphoria that's going on and just a mixture of you know, the way I was feeling I was feeling a little lonely by that point. Once the concert started, I was feeling a little lonely and just recognizing that I was not as passionate or in love with Monster X as the the people around me. And the the people around me every single time before the concert had even started, every single time some somebody a sound guy might walk out or something and they would all start jump to their feet and start screaming and they're all so excited and I'm just like guys can we just sit down so I'm just feeling it a little bit I'm feeling old <laughs> I'm feeling old I'm not feeling the euphoria I'm not as excited as everyone else I'm feeling it and I just have this what can only be described as an existential crisis I really did I was like why am I here why did I do this why did I spend all this money to fly here to see this group that I've only known about for a couple of months? Why am I doing this? Do I even like them? Do I even like K-pop? Do I? I mean, literally existential guys. Like I was questioning everything. Do I even like K-pop? Am I over it? Do I not care about K-dramas and K-pop anymore? Like literally, this is where I'm at in my head. And the first, sadly, it took me a little bit to get comfortable. And, and the first few songs, like the first couple of songs were, I think, Fighter and, oh, I can't remember. The first couple were ones that I knew really well. And I did enjoy that. But I, I was just, I was having a moment. And it really it took me a minute to get settled in and comfortable. And I think it's just, it's such an interesting thing because it made me stop for a moment and really question why I am in this fandom, why I'm in this community. Do I even really like K-pop or am I just caught up in this mass hysteria. Which is it? And I think one of the things, there were there were a couple of things going on, obviously all the stuff that I just mentioned, but also I am bonded. It's so interesting because I because I've seen No Mercy, um, the the reality show that got Monster X together, because I've watched a lot of their I had this crash course in who they are and, and, and the, was through the K-pop school and, and, and I just got bonded to them really, really quickly. I never even stopped to think about the fact whether I really liked their music or what the show was even going to be like. I just bought the ticket and I went. And I think that was whenever I hit the brakes and I kind of went, wait, do I even like this? And part of it was because I was expecting something. I've been to a few K-pop concerts now. I've been to, um, not, not including K-Con, I've been to three K-pop concerts. And then including K-Con, um, I've been to five because there's 
one per night at KCON. And they've all been kind of very different experiences. And the most recent one that I'd been to was Stray Kids. Stray Kids is more of what I am used to from a hip hop or rock concert. They are in your face. They are dancing and they're rapping and they're 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 being like all all in just this 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 almost I, I don't want to say it's a rock but they are kind of more rock in their music performance and that's more of what I'm used to from a concert. Mazda X is almost a theatrical performance. Their dance their dancing style and their singing style and very much with the props and their backgrounds and everything it's it's more like theatrical. And I think that confused my brain because I was expecting one thing. I was expecting like a, almost like a rock concert, not literally because I know they don't play instruments, but more like a rock concert. And I ended up with this theatrical performance. And so all of these things, everything, everything's all swarming together in my head. And I, I had this moment of realization. And that is that what they were creating in front of me, the, the theatrics that they were performing, Monster X, they are storytellers. The way that they write their music, because they, they do a lot of the writing themselves, they do a lot of the choreography, the, 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 the production of it, they do a lot of it themselves. The, the, the way everything kind of comes together, they do a lot of self-producing and they are storytellers. Now, I totally think that they are really good singers. They are amazing rappers. I love their rap line. They're really good rappers. They are very good dancers. Who do you love? And um, some of the other dancing was so great. But they, I think, bottom line, I think they are storytellers more than anything else. They use music and dance and, and the props and everything for to tell a story. And one that clicked in my brain because I love theater. I love theater. I go, we have we have Broadway, um, the National Broadway tours come through Oklahoma City. And I, I go, I get the season ticket and I go and I see it. When that clicked in my brain, suddenly I realized this is art. This is art. And then I realized that it, that K-pop is a very specific, very special kind of art because the persona that they are doing and the eggio and, and, um, the, the conversation that they have and the games that they play and everything is, it's art that connects with you. It's art that reaches out to the viewer. And I don't know that there's hardly any other art that does this. Other other West Western musicians, we don't do that. We don't have. It's not. It doesn't reach out to you. It's in their space, and you're in your space. You know, a painting can't reach out to you. Theatrical performances, like a Broadway play, very rarely. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they come into the crowd, but very rarely. Most of the time, they don't break the fourth wall. 
art doesn't usually break the fourth wall. It doesn't usually come into your space. But K-pop is a very specific kind of art that reaches out into your space. And that's what every, that's the point of all of it. The bonding that you have with them in, through the egg yo and through the, the, um, the, oh, I can't think of the word for it. The, the fan service. That is, it is art that's reaching out and connecting to you. And so then I realized that all of us, the euphoria that we're all experiencing is, or that they're experiencing and that I was trying to avoid, but eventually gave into, that is us reaching back. And that's why K-pop is unique. And that's why a group that I may not even necessarily connect with as much musically, I can connect with and bond with in other ways. And I do like a lot of Monster X music. I don't necessarily connect with all of it, but I do really like a lot of their music. And um, yeah, so that's that's my take. <laughs> Sorry, I got really weird and deep on that, but that was my moment. That was when I realized why I like not just Monster X, but K-pop and why, you know, I kind of would, when I would go to other shows, sometimes I would see the girls that were like, you know, the, the fans that were like screaming and, 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 you know, really wanting to connect with the guys and really wanting to, um, almost, almost like they thought that they had a chance, like maybe, maybe that he'll fall in love with me and we'll be together and blah, blah, blah. And I'm kind of like, well, that doesn't really happen. I'm 31 years old. That's not going to happen. But that's so much. It's, it's the experience. It's art that you can experience. It's art that reaches out. And so none of the rest of that matters. It doesn't matter that I'm too old. It doesn't matter that I'm never going to marry one of them or the, the girl sitting, you know, in front of me wasn't going to end up marrying one of them. It doesn't matter because we're experiencing this art and we're experiencing it together and we're experiencing it with the guys as they reach out to us and as we reach back. Sorry, that was long. <laughs> but that's my, those are my thoughts. That's what I was thinking about. Um, also the Nunas, the Nunas are the best. Um, the, the woman to my left, I never did catch her name, but she and her husband were awesome. Um, she was sitting right next to me. And so I was able to just hang out with her. We, we talked and we laughed and, and, um, we, you know, we laughed at the egg yo, cause we are a little too old for it, but we, we, we giggled at it, at it. We had fun with it. We, we, we connected together over these two strangers connected over this thing that uh, we were experiencing together, this art that we were, that we were experiencing together. Her husband standing next to her, he's just smiling, just smiling. Like he was definitely, he was into it, but not nearly as much as she was. And uh, he just sort of smiled, you know, he was just like, he's there. And, and I just thought, this is what I need. I need a man who can just smile and appreciate me appreciating something. He doesn't have to understand. Just appreciate. Just appreciate. So that was great. Um, I, I don't want to end on a sad note, so I'm going to interject. Um, towards the end of the concert, 
they always, you know, they have their moment where they sort of thank everybody. And um, so right before they they ended, they had one la- their one last song. Um, they did the lineup and they all thanked everybody. And I noticed when Wanho was thanking everybody, he sounded like he was crying. Like he was very choked out. And I know enough about Monsta X at this point that a lot of, they cry a lot, but he, he sounded like he was crying and he, what he had to say was really, really sweet. And he just called us, he said we were so precious to him and he was just so thankful for the Mon babies. And, and we, he just kept using that word. He said, we are so precious and just the sincerity and just the, the fact that he was crying is just very touching. But then I noticed that he kept his hat pulled down um, really low the whole time that everyone else was talking. And he, he kept, he was standing very, very rigid, very, very still. He barely moved. Eventually he did put his hands on his hips. But he didn't really move. He just stood there very, very still. Shonu was standing next to him. And he also was kind of, he was looking up at the crowd. But he was also very, he was kind of hovering near um, Wanho in almost a protective manner. He was just sort of hovering near him and just sort of um, more serious than everybody else. It seemed very supportive. And uh, he, Wanho did not look up the entire time they were all speaking. He did not look up. He, um he kept the hat over his face and, and looked down the entire time they were all speaking. One of the things that happened during the concert was um, he, his voice was, he was losing his voice during the concert. One how was. And every time he would try to, he, it was, you know, his turn to speak on stage. He would, <clears throat> you know, he's like clearing his throat or he would talk and no sound would come out, which would be sort of those, croaking noise. And so that had happened during the concert kind of midway. And then later as the concert went on, um, I noticed that he got to where it was less and less. He was, he was not really projecting his voice. It was kind of less and less and less with his voice. And so then, then at the end with him, with his being so emotional and crying, I was so concerned for him. I was just like literally praying for him to like be okay because I just felt so bad for him. He just, it seemed like he was not, and I know he wasn't doing very well earlier in the tour. So I was just really concerned for him. Um, I haven't heard anything else really bad going on with him. So I'm hoping that he's doing okay now, but it was definitely, it seemed very rough. Um, and then eventually, whenever they finished with their goodbyes and they sang the last song, he did lift his head back up and he he sang. And he, I remember the woman that was sitting to my left, she leaned over and she was like, is he crying? And I said, yeah, I think he's crying. And then during the last song, whenever he finally looked up and the camera like panned on his face, he for sure had been crying. Like you could tell for sure he'd been crying. And I leaned over to her and I was like, yeah, he'd been, he's, he was crying. She's like, yeah, I know he was crying. And we're like, oh, poor baby. You know, we, we felt bad for him, but I, I just legitimately was like, I hope he's going to be okay because that, yeah, I was a little bit concerned just with him losing his voice in the middle of the concert and everything. So that happened and that was sad. Um, but I don't want to end on a sad note. So just, you know, it, everything was great. 
I we got to sit down during the videos whenever the guys were changing clothes. We were able to sit down. Um, the everyone was very respectful. Um, I could see I was sitting in a position where I could see and and I could see the dancing. It was great. It was wonderful. The sound was perfect as I knew it would be because I picked that seat specifically for that reason. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, so the woman to my left and I, um, we, like I said, we would laugh at some of the, the egg yo. Um, one of the things that they did in the middle, they, they show the video and it's, it's one of those videos where it shows kind of like they get to pick a talent and they're all showing their different talents. And like one of them was, um, cooking and, uh, oh, I can't remember, uh, I think it was Minhyuk was doing, he was showing the, the Tony Moni, Tony Moly, uh, makeup line that they sponsor. And, uh, he was like holding up like one of the lit lip tints. And I leaned over to her and I was like, I'm wearing that lip tint right now. <laughs> and, uh, oh, Hyungwon was like, oh, this is the outfit that I pick out. And they were just that, you know, oh, and of course, one, one, Han, one. Wan Ho was, of course, uh, uh, doing a workout, and it, that was exciting. So it was just one of those things where they all kind of pick a talent, and it's real cheesy, and we were just laughing at it. It was adorable. So much fun. Um, and once again, everyone was very... Uh, the fans were very respectful. I was able to actually hear them when they were speaking and during the video when they were speaking. Um, oh, I remember Shonu did... Um, he did an MS. And this ASMR video where he's like speaking into the microphone, you know, and he's he kept saying, shh, shh, you need to hear Opa speak, you know. <laughs> and then he starts eating chicken. <laughs> he starts eating chicken. And I lean over to the to my friend next to me and I say, he just wanted to eat chicken. Let's be real. <laughs> He came up with this talent just so he could eat on screen. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, and then they did, they had another video at the end, towards the end of the concert, they had another video where it was this like dramatic thing. And they were, they were like representing like the seven deadly sins and, and they were like running around and it was real dramatic and they were threatening to kill each other and all these things. And it's like really, really you know, intense. And I, I leaned over to, to, to the woman next to me and I said, now we know why they aren't idle actors. <laughs> so it was, it was really fun. Actually the blooper reel of that was hilarious. I loved the blooper reel uh, that they showed, they showed towards the end of the, the end of the concert. So yeah, guys, it was so great. K-pop is the best. It was so amazing. Just even, even with my existential crisis, I think it made it better. Once I calmed down and just got into it, it was just so much fun. And <laughs> because the seat next to me was empty, I had so much room. And so I was able to like legit dance. I was like, really dancing and it, like I said I realized at some point that I, I was in like perfect line of view with one of the sound guys and so I kind of like looked back and he just had this like really grumpy look on, my, on his face like this girl won't be still I can't <laughs> it's 
see. <laughs> Which I don't think that's true. I'm sure he was much higher up than I was. So I'm sure, I'm sure I was not actually ruining his view, but it just, the look on his face, I'm just like, oh, whatever. And I just kept dancing. It was great. It was, it was awesome. Um, after that, I ended up going, uh, so after the concert was over, um, I ended up, uh, going to NASA the next day, the next, so the next day I went to NASA and, and that was really fun. It was very hot. Um, if I had to do it over again, I'm not going to Houston in the middle of July because it was so hot. Um, but that was really fun. I got to see, um, some really cool, um, like historical, um, artifacts and, um, the Saturn, what is it? The Saturn four, which was the last, um, actual, it's an actual rocket ship, um, that was supposed to be sent to the moon. It was like the last mission to the moon that never, it never happened because of budget cuts. And so they have a completed rocket, um, in a warehouse and you can actually go in and look at it and see it. So that was really cool. And it was the 50th anniversary this year of the Apollo 11 tour, uh, I mean, a uh, mission. And so getting to go to NASA, I wanted to specifically go to NASA during, during that time of the, the 50th anniversary because um, just important Americana and, and NASA is just, I, I, I'm excited to, I follow NASA uh, on Instagram. And that's a really good way to learn what they're up to and just get to see really, really cool pictures and just kind of know a little bit more about the science of it. Um, one of the things that's coming up, I think it's coming up in like 2024, like really soon, we are actually going to have a new mission to, to the moon. It's the first one in like 20 or 30 years, and it will be the first woman on the moon um, when this happens. So it's, it's really exciting. So anyway, just, you know, I'm in Houston. I got to talk about NASA. So that happened. Uh, I could be cheesy and say something like, oh, Monster X sent me to the moon. But anyway, I love them to the moon and back. There you go. <laughs> okay, so um, current dramas watching. Um, so this is, of course, Monster X themed episode. So I have to talk about something Monster X. And I actually started watching... Um, so I did, I watched No Mercy, as I've talked about before, and that was their, that was the reality show that, that they got together through. They, it was an elimination show and that's what brought them together. And then, um, not long after that, um, let's say about four or five months later, they did another reality show called Monster X-Ray. And, um, so I started watching that. That's on YouTube. You can find the whole, the whole first season, um, with English subs. And, um, so, okay. So they, they started out in the first episode. Um, they were like, it was this like very posh event and there were like roses and sparkles and everything. It was this posh event. They were all wearing these like really nice, um, designer suits and everything. And, and they were, you know, doing fake cheers or I, I mean, they were doing cheers, but they were drinking fake champagne. I think it was actually water. They were all drinking it, you know, and like, oh yeah, it's so quick. And then they, <laughs> the producers come out and they hand them, um, the, 
the track suits. I'm sure you've seen clips of them with the, the green track suits on. And so they're like, oh, we have to put, and they're like, right now, you've got to put them on right now. And so they have to, like, they start having to, like, take off their suit jackets and stuff and, like, put them on over their suits. And, and uh, what I think it was, um, oh, I think it was Minhyuk was like, but I was wearing a designer suit. <laughs> I bought it just for this. <laughs> so it started, uh, they they started, you know, they have challenges and stuff. And so they took them back to this house that they're going to be staying at. And they locked them in, in a room. And um, they were, so the first challenge, they, they went into, it's kind of like a, dressing room there was like lots of makeup and like mirrors and stuff for them to be able to like do their makeup and get ready and so they just went in there initially they didn't realize they were going to get locked in so they locked them in and they're like your first challenge it's an escape room and so they have, they have like all these clues all around the room and they, here's your first clue and they read their first clue and they're trying to figure it out and I think they got to like clue number two and at this time, the guys are like, they're not arguing, but they're like really like deep in discussion about, oh, I think the clue means this. And I think the clue means that. And about this time, Shonu like walks over and there's just this box sitting on the shelf and he just sees it. And he goes, oh, and he just picks up the box. <laughs> and of course, that's like what they need to get out of the room. And he's just holding the box. And, and he's and he's in true Shonu fashion. Like, he doesn't say, hey, guys, look what I found or anything. He's just standing there holding the box. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure you've seen the clip because it's a pretty famous clip. But he's just standing there holding the box. Nobody's noticing him. And then finally, and they're still just, you know, discussing things. And finally, they notice. And they're like, oh, Young, you found it. You know, they, they were either real excited. So they were able to get out of the room then. And they, they didn't only like two clues. So then it shows, uh, it's just, it's such a fun show. They show the, um, the producers like all in their room with their like headsets and they're watching the monitor and everything. And they're all just like so sad. Like their faces are so sad. And it says something like the clues that will never be used. And it like goes, it shows shots around the room that they were in of all the different clues that they, they, ended up skipping and it was like the clues that will never be used and then it shows the producers again and they just look really sad and it just sort of like the screen sort of just fades away with like tears <laughs> I was like I love that they're, the producers were willing to make fun of themselves <laughs> and then um, they, they were in the room it, they they were in a different room. They ended up getting locked in a different room. They have blindfolds. They have to put these blindfolds on. One by one, they take take each of them out of the room and stick them in all in separate rooms in the house. And they're all locked in these separate rooms. And the only way that they're going to be allowed to get out of the rooms is if they tell embarrassing stories. And so um, Kihyun ends up telling an embarrassing story about uh, Honey, Ju Honey, and <laughs> he tells this story about one time. I guess they were like church buddies. They go to church together, and one time the um, uh, Ju Honey was like, <laughs> he was asked to sing in church or 
to do a rap or something in church. And so, but he ended up making it really, really hip hop and he did like a hip hop dance. And um, Keegan said that everybody in the congregation was just like silent. And the the pastor was like, and he makes this like really grumpy face. He was like, the pastor was like, you know, <laughs> this grumpy face. Well, then he was able to get out because he told an embarrassing story. Well, then uh, Juhyun is uh Hoon, I cannot pronounce his name. I'm so hurt. Sorry. I usually call him Honey because it's easier. Juhani was like, uh, they didn't say, they didn't tell them who told the story, but they said who the, the story was about. So, the, so, um, they, so he, Juhani knew that it was about that the story was told about him, but he didn't know what the story was and he didn't know who told it. But later he like confronted Kihun and he was like, you told a story about me, didn't you? You told the story, didn't you? And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so that was adorable. Um, and I'm just enjoying it so much. They're just, they're just, it's just adorable. It's so cute. And it's, it's still a few, it's a few years old. It's from like 2015. Um, which is the year I got into K-pop. So that's fun. Um, but yeah, I'm just really enjoying it. I'll definitely keep watching that. Keep, keep, um, going, going deeper and deeper into this hole. <laughs> Thanks, Stephanie. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've been watching. Um, oh, another fun little tidbit. Um, back at the concert, um, whenever they were like going through and, and, and thanking everybody at the end of the show, um, Kihyun was, uh, he, he really sounded like he would, whenever he would speak English, he sounded very Texan and I'm in Texas and I'm from Oklahoma. So I'm very used to the Texas accent. So, but he, he would say something and it just sounded so Texan. And I just thought, wow, he sounds like he's from Texas. And then whenever they were saying their goodbyes, he said that Texas is, is like his home away from, or Houston is like his home away from home because his cousins and his aunt live there. And I was like, Oh, that's, he probably practices his English with his cousins. And that's why he sounds Texan. <laughs> so that was really fun. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was, it was, guys, I'm just, I'm over the moon, but oh, no pun intended. Sorry. <laughs> that one was an accident. <laughs> it was just such a great trip. Um, and I've just enjoyed so much just diving deeper and deeper into this fandom and just the friends that I've been making and just, um, the encouragement that, that Monster X has been to me um, during this rough summer, like this has been a really work wise and personal, just personally, it was a really, really rough summer. Um, and I think monster X was, um, honestly something that really got me through it. Um, just the joy that they bring to the table is really just Im really important and really sweet. And that's, that's kind of why, that's why K-pop is important to me and why, um, K-drama is important to me. This, the, the art form 
the different art forms within Asian entertainment, I think is really important because it does bring people together from all different languages, all different races, all different countries and and regions, even in within America, just all these people that probably wouldn't have known each other or wouldn't have been friends are all brought together for this love of this one of this of this art, the art that reaches out. And I think that that's why K-pop has this really magical ability of really bridging gaps and bringing people together. I mean, for goodness sake, we don't, most of the fans can't even understand what they're saying. And yet we're connecting on an emotional level to that music. And there's something about that. Yeah. The art that reaches out is an art that also connects people together and it bridges gaps. And, um, that's something that I experienced through this. Um, so yeah, thank you, Monster X. We love you, Monster X. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope that was a fun story for you. I have a lot of really cool people coming up. I don't want to do spoilers, but I'm really, really excited about some of the the shows that I have come, some of the interviews I have coming up. Just people that are, um, that are bringing their communities together, that are, that are bridging gaps, that are bringing joy and hope to their communities that are bringing lonely people together um, through K-pop, through K-dramas. And that's why I'm doing this podcast is for that very reason, to, to bridge gaps and, and bring people together to in, for inclusion and, and for this art, through this art, this art that reaches out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm really, really excited about the the episodes to come. Just got some really, really cool people coming and I'm excited for you to hear them. So as always, maybe you understand a little bit why I say what at this every time, because I want you to be inspired to use K-pop as a way to bridge these gaps, as a way to include, as a way to, as a way to reach out through the art that reaches out. So reach out, go out, and spread some joy. <laughs>